It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So last night, and I've been seeing a little bit of this around the country, and I've said that everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. It's the reverse Midas touch, and I've been saying the reverse Midas touch uh, for a while now, because it is exactly the reverse Midas touch. Everything that is gold, like the border, the border was gold when Donald Trump left office, and Joe Biden came in, and crap touch. There you go. He turned turn it to absolute crap. That's what he did. He's done it to a, a lot of things. He's done it with regard to, uh, oh, well, the economy and inflation. Oh, there you go. I mean, what was it? One point four percent inflation when uh, Donald Trump was the uh, in the office. Now it's eleven percent. You've got the price of gas, which's gone. That's doubled, by the way. You know, crap touch. So um, last night I was watching the news. I was flipping around and all that stuff, and I and I'm beginning to hear. I heard someone last night on a on a news network say it was the reverse uh, Midas touch. It's it's the, well, I can't really say what it is, you know, but it has something to do with feces. And I went, okay, cool. All right. My show is really getting around when people start talking about feces. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of funny. I, I thought it was kind of funny. And the little things kind of catch on. And, and if people decide to use my material, that's absolutely uh, cool with me. I, I like to use my own material. I like to... Uh, write my own stuff just because I'm a comedy writer and, and I don't like using other material unless I, you know, I'll give people credit if they, if they did it. Then I'll say, hey, whoever did it, you know. But not in this case. I came up with, crap touch is all mine. Crap touch. There you go. <laughs> um, I guess I, I was misled because I remember a, about a month and a half ago on a Wednesday, some of the national media said, were saying that a million people would have died of corona on that day, and I remember doing the uh, the thing, uh, you know, and, and talking about it on the air, and uh, and saying that yeah, that, well, nobody's doing anything. But I guess yesterday was the official day that uh, we passed one million Americans dying from COVID, and I think this is kind of interesting because generally, if a million people die, you want to get to the bottom of where it came from, and we have no interest whatsoever. We have no interest whatsoever in figuring out where this came from. And the world, for some reason, has no interest in figuring out where this came from, which kind of gives credence to the fact that there's this uh, you know, great reset going on around the world. Maybe, maybe this is part of it, that uh, the world's social media have been holding down this story, just like the uh, national social media held back the Hunter Biden laptop story. I don't know. I don't know, but you'd think that the uh, the news media, that uh, the Biden administration would be would be uh, knocking down the door to find out where the hell this came from and who is responsible for it and who's going to pay for it. How about that? You see, I'm not just going to let this go. Uh, there are a lot of things I'm not just going to let go. I'm not going to let the 2020 election just go. All right, and, and if you don't believe me, watch uh, watch Two Thousand Mules, which, by the way, is being reintroduced in theaters because it's done so well. Even though networks like Fox News won't even play the trailer or say the movie when they have people from True the Vote on Fox News, I know it's kind of funny that way, right? Kind of weird that way. But uh, I don't know if you do this. Also, that since Joe Biden took office, six hundred thousand of those people died. So one million people all together. Uh, we got the uh, the vaccine, uh, which was handed to Joe Biden by Donald Trump. There were a couple of vaccines there. 
Uh, and then on July 4th, 2021, Biden declared victory against the coronavirus. One million people in America died of COVID. This on top of, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, record inflation, record gas prices, violent crime, the stock market, the open border. No baby formula. I forgot about the baby formula thing, the Afghanistan debacle. And now, of course, uh, 600,000 dead. Oh, and why haven't we been following North Korea's lead? That's another thing. I mean, we seem to kind of uh, hold in high regard uh, communists, uh, statists, and uh, socialists. Why the hell not North Korea? North Korea, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, yesterday they confirmed their first ever case of COVID right there. You know, this if, if our new Department of Disinformation czar, Nina Jankowicz, was in charge over there, she'd be saying, oh, no, that's not disinformation, that's true. 100% true because it's what the government says. So Nina Jankowicz would be completely down with it. She'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you said something like, well, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous to say that North Korea's only had one case. You know what happened? Eh, you'd get shut down by Nina Jankowicz and the new uh, Disinformation Bureau because it's not about disinformation. It's about the government saying something. And if you disagree or have an opinion or maybe even have a news report about it that proves the government is wrong, that's going to be called disinformation. So we have to accept, according to the rules of the Biden administration and the Department of Disinformation, that uh, North Korea has only had one case of COVID. After two years of keeping the pandemic at bay, state-run KNCA, which, you know, who doesn't watch KNCA every night, you know, just for the weather forecast. It's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, and instead of pet photos and weather photos, they send uh, pictures of relatives that are being tortured to death in, in uh, internment camps. It's just, hey, let's see what the weather looks like. Looks like Pyongyang. It's going to be cloudy and rainy again. No chance of food in the forecast, everybody, and a 100% chance of you going to a gulag the rest of your life if you say anything against the government, because that is disinformation. Now back to you, Bill. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now, we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. Pretty big week for uh, Trump supporters. We've been called Ultra MAGA. Did you know that? We've been called Ultra MAGA. Now we are Ultra MAGA. What were we last week? We were something else last week. They've been calling all sorts of names. And I think Ultra MAGA is, like, really, really cool, by the way. Thank you. Um, the... The president and you have talked about the MAGA crowd or the ultra MAGA. Ultra MAGA. They, they literally thought that putting ultra in front of MAGA would make it worse. That's how out of touch they are. They really thought that uh, putting, you know, MAGA is something we wear proudly, right? If you're a Trump supporter, you support what he stands for. Uh, MAGA is a is a proud thing. So instead of instead of making it worse... They made it better. They made they they call it ultra mega. This is spectacular. This is really really good. So ultra mega kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Parks and Recreation. Uh, you know, if you're going to make something, you know, put ultra in it. Put some really cool kind of prefixes into it because it'll really sell. It's the Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show. Could have easily called it Super Awesome Mega. I think it would be good. Musical Explosion. Explosion could put explosion in there. And show. I like that. I like that. So, but they decided to go with Ultra Mega, which, you know, everybody knows when a product begins to fail, okay, what's the first thing that they put on the, on the package? New and improved. They always put new and improved whenever something is eh, uh, new and improved, although some things aren't going to help. CNN Plus, new and improved, not going to work. MSNBC, new and improved, now with less racism, uh, not going to work. Just not going to work. So what's the next thing you do? You look at uh, maybe some other big, you know, words like ultra. Ultra is perfect. 
literally, I swear to God, I've got laundry detergent downstairs. That's called Ultra. And I subliminally thought, you know what? I mean, this other stuff over here that's new and improved, it's all right. But this over here is Ultra. Holy heck. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's nearly as, as awesome as the greatest episode in, in television history. It's the Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show. And I will say that um, that final Johnny Karate episode on Parks and Recreation is one of the better final episodes ever in television history, right up there with MASH. Uh, right up there with uh, Friends, well, you know, pretty good. Uh, right up there with maybe Seinfeld. You're starting to understand a little bit more now. And and Cheers. You know, who could forget Cheers? So anyway, uh, if you're looking at what people are worried about, what are you worried about, kids? What are you worried about? What's really what's really getting you down? Well, for me, it's going to the grocery store and seeing how much everything costs. Because I still am the guy who looks for the yellow stickers at Walmart, and they aren't there anymore. You know Why? Because I think that a lot of uh, stores are being reticent to discount stuff because, you know, business is not as good as it was and stuff. And then also people are just picking it up. They're getting it before I can get there. Normally, I'm the guy who gets there. I get the yellow stickers. It's gone. And you know what else is, is empty? The ramen noodles. You know the economy is going south when the ramen noodles are going. And, uh, you know, that's the same stuff that got me through college. And, by the way, it still costs about the same. <laughs> it's still five for a dollar. For the cheap stuff that I get. But when, when people are asked here about what is really, really important, you're thinking, oh, my God, it's got to be Ukraine and abortion just right up there. Clearly, if you look at just the Congress of the United States and uh, the Democrats and all that, it's got to be abortion number one, then Ukraine. There's no doubt about it, right? No, actually, those aren't even in the top uh, ones. Um, uh, well, I think abortion might be. 87% of people say they are concerned with inflation. That's the number one. 94% of Republicans are concerned with, uh, with inflation. 84% of Democrats, I guess, are concerned about that. 83% of independents. Across the board, 63% said abortion rights, about 24 points less than inflation. That is, 54% of Republicans think it's important, probably because they want to make it rare, uh, return it to the states. And then, of course, 78% of Democrats, because they're brainwashed death merchants. Did I... Say that out loud. And 55% of independents. All right, there you go. Meaning every group individually more concerned about inflation than of Hortemol. Anyway, more voters are concerned about violent crime, illegal immigration, than about uh, abortion rights. 83% are concerned about violent crime. I give you Baltimore, ladies and gentlemen, where a pregnant woman and her SIG were gunned down in their car last night. She uh, gave birth to the child. The child is in uh, serious or I should say critical condition and mom died. Lovely, 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 right? Right? 69% uh, are concerned about illegal immigration. And, yeah, I did that. Um, including 47% who are very concerned. There you go. And then we got the old baby, uh, baby formula shortage. My kids are way, way, way out of uh, formula, obviously, but I know how important formula can be. And what I would do, and, and I can't offer advice, I certainly won't say go see your pediatrician because, you know, that's what Jen Psaki said. It was a public health question. Yeah. Which agency should that question be directed to? Just the very practical, immediate question of if you can't find formula and you need it for your baby to eat. Yeah, we kind of need to know where to get it, you know, to feed the babies. Eat. What should they be doing? Uh, we would certainly uh, encourage any parent who has concerns about their child's health or well-being to call their doctor or pediatrician. Mm, that's what they call the uh, passing the buck, folks. That's where it is. 
Uh, here are some warning. Do not feed babies homemade formula. Everybody's got this homemade formula where you take evaporated milk and put some caro corn syrup in it and some water. That's not acceptable. So stop sharing that. Your baby's not a hummingbird, all right? If you were feeding a hummingbird, maybe, all right? But not a baby. So don't be doing that. Don't, don't, be, don't be making your own formula. That's the thing. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is uh, placing his $44 billion to acquire Twitter on hold, pending an investigation into bot accounts on the platform. Now, here's my thoughts. Um, the stock has plummeted 15% with Musk's announcement that they're going to hold up on it. They're, they're still committed to the acquisition. But the thing is, Twitter claimed in a recent filing that less than 5% of its active daily users were fake or spam accounts. Elon Musk is saying, I want to make sure that this is true, but I have a feeling it's much higher than that, which would make the company worth less. Then I would assume Elon Musk is going, you know, I think that a lot of those... Uh, those active users are fake. I think a lot of those people following uh, Joe Biden's account, I really don't think he has 11 people, million people following. I think that's all a big lie. And chances are he would be really, really right. But on the heels of that, and when you look at the censorship that's going on in the country, when you look at the censorship that has happened to conservatives on uh, all the, uh, the mainstream media, on big social media, all of that, but at Netflix, they're saying to their woke employees, um, if you don't like it, GTFO. If you don't like Dave Chappelle, GTFO. Bye bye. This is the first major pushback of the millennial class of 1968 that I've seen in a while. Other than them going out and marching to get Dave Chappelle pulled and Netflix saying, nah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep the uh, Chappelle show. Listen to this. Netflix shares a blunt message to woke employees offended by its content. Quote, Netflix may not be the best place for you. All you have to do is say no. I said this. All you have to do is say no. And the Candy Isle kids will curl up like a little ball on the floor in their fetal position, and they'll suck their thumbs and go, oh, he said a bad word. The company lost 200,000 subscribers between January and March. Subscriber decline in uh, first one in more than a decade. Streaming platform updated its uh, famous corporate culture uh, uh, memo to include a section on artistic expression. And uh, the memo vows that Netflix will not cancel artists, even if Netflix employees find content objectionable or harmful. Are you listening, Disney? If you're... Employees throw a temper tantrum. It doesn't mean that you have to change your policy. It means you have to tell your employees, um, how do I put this politely? Get your asses back to work and shut up. How about that? Not everyone will like or agree with everything on our service, the memo writes. While every title is important, we approach them based on the same set of principles. We support the artistic expression of the creators we've chosen to work with. We program for a diversity of audiences and tastes, and we let viewers decide what's appropriate for them versus having Netflix censor specific artists or voices. I believe the same thing happened with Joe Rogan over there at Spotify, when even the Biden administration said, you ought to get rid of Joe Rogan, and Spotify said, you know what? Uh, GTFO. The memo adds that employees cannot support Netflix works. They should hit the road and find another job. <laughs> I love this. Absolutely 
spectacular. I think Netflix may have just saved its own rear end. I really do. Let's go to uh, Don in Salinas, California. Rhymes with uh, Weenus. Hello there, Don, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Well, Rob, this this thing of us sending pallets of baby formula to illegals at the border while American mothers can't find it to feed their own babies, I have a couple of comments on that. Number one is this. The reason why we have a shortage is because they found some bad stuff in a baby formula. So they mindlessly shut the whole facility down instead of keeping it going and triple-checking all of the production. Yes. And they just shut it down, and and they don't care what the consequences are. No, and it's just it's this is mindless COVID mentality that we're using for everything. Shut now, listen, down. Don, if you've been watching like uh, some of my friends on Newsmax, uh, also Tucker Carlson has been talking about the twenty food processing plants that have been burned to the ground. You've also got uh-huh. Abbott. Laboratories is claiming that its Michigan plant is not responsible for the bacteria that killed two infants. The baby formula manufacturer alleges that the FDA investigation revealed the infant formula produced at the Sturgis facility is not the likely source of the infection, but it has been closed down for three months. Right. Abbott is saying that this is safe, and it is a complete and utter overreaction by the FDA to shut down the biggest baby formula manufacturer in the country. Go ahead. Well, it's a, they shut it down because they are mindless incompetents who only have one reaction to everything. And that's the problem. We have to look at the fact that these morons have an idea of sacrifice that is completely alien to us. Sacrifice is is this to them, and this is from Atlas Shrugged from 70 years ago. Yeah. If you have a bottle of milk and give it to your starving child, that's not a sacrifice. If you have a bottle of milk, you give it to your neighbor's child and let yours die, that's a sacrifice. And that's what they're doing to us. They shut everything down. Any extra they give to somebody else, and yeah. we are supposed to survive with nothing we're, they don't give us the status of being human enough to deserve to survive. Yeah. Well, they don't care about you and me. We are cogs, man. We, you know, we, <laughs> we, we are stepping stones. We're, we're, the, we're the means of production. We are the means of, of uh, income for the government. That's it. That's it. It's, it's like we're, we're employees that they could, you know, honestly, it's almost like we're, we're employees at a, at a concentration camp or we're a, some sort of a camp where we are used, our fruits of our labor are used and distributed to others. And when we say anything about it, we're called purveyors of disinformation, well, misinformation, what, what I, or, you know, whatever. What I would hope to, that would happen is American mothers march down to those facilities, hold your babies up the fence and say feed my baby first yeah. feed my baby first we we're good. that's where it's going to have to come to these people have to be shamed into becoming human our babies are starving while illegal babies are are getting fed and getting fat i mean i might sound cruel but i do not want pallets of american food going to foreigners and we got to feed our babies first. We got to feed our kids first. Right. Uh, this is a cruel world. I, it's a cruel world. But you take care of numero uno. 
Don, I greatly appreciate your phone call, man, um, and Thank your thoughts you. on this because it's ridiculous. Across the country, shelves meant to carry baby formula remain barren, including Target, CVS, Walgreens. Maybe some of that is because people have walked in and stolen it. But a Biden administration, a flack from the Biden administration, Jared uh, Bernstein, he says, you know, those empty shelves you're seeing, they really aren't empty. They're, they're full. They're exactly where they need to be. Our ports have actually been doing a very good job. You're just imagining it. Good job of throughput. That is getting goods off the ship, off the ships and onto the shelf. Getting goods off the ship is what he said. That's kind of funny. Shelves are actually stocked at about the rate they were uh, pre-pandemic. Um, you're high. Our fingerprints are on some of that because we've tried to help improve that kind of throughput through the ports. So that's helped. Now, if you look at broader forecasts, you will see that by the end of the year, inflation is expected to grow considerably more slowly than it is now. Yeah, last year you said it was transient. What a tool. This is unprecedented. This is third world stuff, kids. This is third world stuff. And I'm done with it. I am done with it. Hey guys, it's Carson for Raycon Earbuds. A lot of people did not make a resolution this year. I didn't. I go to the gym year-round, actually. That doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up, whether it's by switching up your workout routine or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself this year, there's no better way than to do it with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you because no matter how much you shake things up, literally no matter how much you shake, you know they won't fall out of your ears. Their everyday earbuds work, feel, and sound better than ever. There's also awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take Raycons with you wherever you go. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons offer up to eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, and they're priced just right. Right now, Newsmax listeners get up to 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. This is pretty good. Uh, uh, Michelle Bachman was on uh, War Room with Steve Bannon. I enjoy Mr. Bannon. I think he's awesome, tough as nails, does a hell of a show. And, of course, uh, you know, he's uh, under attack by the Biden administration for disinformation and misinformation, which, uh, you know, he doesn't do. And uh, apparently the Biden administration is planning on handing over U.S. authority for world terror decisions to the WHO, which we learned during the pandemic was wrong about everything. Here is Michelle Bachman talking about the decision that possibly the Biden administration is going to make that would cede our authority to a world authority, which is what the left wants. That's right. It's hard to believe, Steve, but in less than two weeks' time, a vote will take place in Geneva, Switzerland, at the World Health Assembly. They're important because they're the governing body of the World Health Organization. And this will get no resistance from the HHS or the CDC. WHO. This authority that they would be given would impact 99.4% of all the people in the world. There are 193 nations belonging to the UN. The Biden administration is bringing amendments that would propose that all nations of the earth listen to this cede their sovereignty over national health care decisions to Great reset, kids. To the WHO, the World Health Organization. So what this would mean, Steve, is that the WHO would have decision-making authority to intervene into the United States government policy 
in any nation of the world without our permission. So, for instance, the lockdowns where you see 26 million people today locked down in Shanghai, China. They can't leave their apartments or homes. The WHO would have the authority to be able to impose that here in the United States for whatever pretext they want. They don't have to show data. They could do this. What this does, Steve, bottom line, is it creates a platform for global global governance through the WHO. Okay. And this was the, uh, the dream of the uh, class of 1968. This is the dream of the class of 1968 to collapse America instead of raising the boats of other countries to lower hours, lower our standards to that of the rest of the uh, the third world. The third world exists as the third world because, you know what, uh, they didn't adhere to some of the principles that we have here. Here's an idea. Rather than sucking so badly like so many countries in the world do, and there are a lot of countries in the world, uh, Donald Trump called them asshole countries, and he was 100% right because there are a lot of asshole countries out there, North Korea, China, Afghanistan, oh yeah, 100% asshole country. Uh, how about you get your S together and uh, you know maybe adopt a constitution, then you want it to suck like you have been throughout history. And maybe you could become something like the United States did. Maybe something you ought to consider doing. The United States Congress has been debating a $40 billion aid package to Ukraine and after all is said and done, would ultimately be about $60 billion for Ukraine, which is um, outrageous. It is outrageous considering that we have families in our country that can't get formula. We've got people in our country who are, every time they go in the grocery store, are going, I can't afford to eat. I can't afford this. I've got to choose either gas or this. I've got to leave the air conditioning off. I've got to leave the heat off. Because we are, uh, we are suffering right now. And while the, the, uh, the Biden administration likes to say that wages are up, uh, that doesn't mean D-word for anything when everything is double its cost. Here is MTG yesterday on the House floor talking about a $40 billion age package to Ukraine. Thank you. A rise in opposition to the Ukrainian supplemental bill, $40 billion. But there's no baby formula for American mothers and babies. By the way, Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world, where the despots of the world go to do their banking. I swear to God. Uh, we also know of Hunter Biden and his involvement in Burisma. We know of Joe Biden threatening a prosecutor who was going to invest the company. And uh, that, that uh, prosecutor was fired because Joe Biden said that the United States would take away $1 billion in loan guarantees. An unknown amount of money to the CIA in the Ukraine supplemental bill, but there's... I want an itemized list down to the penny. No formula for American babies and mothers. $54 million in COVID spending in Ukraine, but there's no formula for American babies... I want a freaking itemized list. ...and mothers. $900 million for nonprofits and organizations in Ukraine. But there's no formula for American babies. If you're a nonprofit, you have to hustle for your own funds from now on in Ukraine. And mothers, $8.7 billion for economic support and funding in Ukraine. But there's no formula for American mothers and babies. I wonder how much formula for the entire nation is sold annually in this country. I doubt it's $40 billion. If this is about...
claiming that it's about saving lives, let's be real, then we would care about war-torn countries like Ethiopia. So that's a bunch of hypocrisy. Well, that's a kind way to put it. Here's Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, yesterday talking about Ukrainian aid packages. Reserving the right to object, my oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. Americans are feeling the pain. Now I kind of get why the left-wing media is so down with very serious military involvement in Ukraine. I get it now. And Congress seems intent only on adding to that pain by shoveling more money out the door as fast this is the result. as they can. This bill under consideration would spend $40 billion. This is the second spending bill for Ukraine in two months. And this bill is three times larger than the first. There is uh, an expression that I learned when I lived in northern Kentucky. It's called yon yon. You're thinking yon yon like W-O-N-Y-O-N-E? No. Uh, it's uh, when it comes to fighting your own war, yon yon. Okay, as far as Ukraine, yon yon. All right? Uh, we'll help you a little bit, but let's let the rest of the world uh, step up to the plate because right now this stinks to high heaven. More from Rand Paul on the way. Also, Chuck Schumer's snarky response to this. Uh, but the, the spending bill has been halted at least for now. Here is Chuck Schumer responding to Rand Paul yesterday. Does the leader so modify his request? Uh, reserving the right to object. It's clear from the junior senator from Kentucky's remarks he doesn't want to aid Ukraine. That is not... The that is not the case for the overwhelming majority here. Again, all he will accomplish with his actions here today is to delay that aid, not to stop it. Why? Why the robust response? Why get it through as fast as possible? The same reason they did that with uh, Obamacare. <clears throat> Ram it through before anybody can read it or vote on it. Are you just sick and damn tired of this? Are you sick and tired of this... this uh, the scenario playing out, because it always plays out this way. And it, it's you who are being played. It's damned time we said no. He is uh, running for governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend, and a good Friday to you. Hey, Rob, we're still ahead, and the swap is having a nervous breakdown because we're going to win today. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, buddy, I just saw the headline today. This is in the uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer. PA GOP effort to stop Doug Mastriano in governor's race shows little progress. So that's what you're up against. What's what's going on right now, and who's who's fighting against you as you lead the polls in Pennsylvania right now? Uh, the, the old elitist career politician types, the, these people that are used to calling the shots, you know, Pennsylvania politics is renowned for corruption, and the establishment, these people that do this for a living, who haven't worked for a living, uh, they want to pick somebody they can control. And so a, a couple candidates that just belatedly just, just dropped out and are backing uh, one individual that, that they hope can beat us back. But it's not going to work. Uh, you know, I'm right now in Hazleton, in the hometown of one of the guys you know, that's running against me here. And they got a huge crowd here. I mean, when he travels the state, he's likely to drive, you know, draw, draw about five or ten people. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very much. Does he stay in his basement? Maybe he needs to take a cue from uh, from Joe Biden. But yeah, people are throwing their support behind uh, Lou Barletta. I'll just say I'll say his name. I mean, nobody's going to vote for him because he's a doofus, and they think that he is a little more pliable, and they don't like you. Did this all start because of uh, your time? Uh, you know, you still are a state senator, but. 
from from what you you have said when you took a more strong approach starting with the election and at least questioning what happened in Pennsylvania is that where it all started is that where they is that what put a bit big x on your back yeah, that, that was tr- pushing real hard in, in you know against the wishes you know of Jake Corman and others who, who just wanted to move on from 2020 don't do anything and that was really the beginning of when you know, they, the establishment started disapproving me. Uh, and obviously, I was out there fighting against the wolf shutdowns, what have you. But, Rob, I think initially they discounted our movement because this is really, really in- unprecedented where we have you know people from across the state putting events together. Uh, the young lady that's doing this event here where we have a huge crowd in Hazleton, uh, this is the first thing she's done, you know, politically speaking. But then they started, they started watching the polls, and they're yeah. still ignoring us that he, he's nothing, he's nothing. And they're watching you know, other people's <laughs> numbers slip. And then they see that we've been ahead in all, most of these polls since last May. And the past three have me with springing ahead with a, this big lead. And I'm yeah. now like 12 points ahead. And now it's too late, but they're crapping themselves. Doug, I mean, I watch your, uh, your events, and you're playing in some pretty great rooms for a, I mean, that even, even on possibly a national um, presidential uh, run would be impressive for a candidate, especially pre-primary. What are you saying that they're going, yeah, this is my guy. I have an idea, but why don't you kind of tell us what you're finding? Well, uh, the, the most important thing was uh, I was one, I'm was i the only one on the ballot for governor that was actually fighting for people's freedoms to reopen the state, to protect their kids, to, to defend their elderly parents or grandparents lock, uh, in a lockdown to die alone because of Levine science denying policies. You know, and that's really shook them up. So, hey, I, I got to. I'm sorry, I have to go. I'm sorry, oh, brother. All right, all right, got all right. A hot call coming in. That's okay. We'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you later. Probably trust me. If Doug says there's somebody on the phone, he's got to go. He's got to go. Doug Mastriano is running, of course, in uh, in Pennsylvania. Another uh, big story is the Pennsylvania Senate race, and um, a lot of people have been uh, following that race because there are, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Oz is in there. Um, You've also got uh, Kathy Barnett. Kathy Barnett has come out of nowhere. She's been kind of a surprise. And I've been watching a little bit about this. I watched a little bit last night. I, I was switching back and forth between Newsmax, Newsmax, thank you very much, and also um, uh, Fox. And uh, Greg Kelly last night had a big uh, uh, comment section on Kathy Barnett. Kathy Barnett is running for Senate. And pa- Kathy Barnett has said some very pro-BLM things in the past and some things that would make her a target as a candidate that are very the kind of the antithesis of where the country is headed, at least where conservatives are headed. And before I try to get into this, I personally, if I lived in Pennsylvania, I'd vote for Doug because I like what he stands for. I liked uh, what he has said with regard to um, election insecurity in the state of Pennsylvania, among other things. I know that he is a an originalist. I know that he is a patriot. He served in the military. Thank you very much. He's one of the original Desert Stormers. And uh, and I believe him. Kathy Barnett, she has a compelling story. I remember when she came on the scene a few months ago, she did a, uh, a video from the Gettysburg battlefield. And I thought, huh, this looks good. Checked a few boxes. You know, she's the black conservative female. You know, I don't care about that really. But, you know, you, you, you're kind of looking at the field, looking who else is in there. And then some other things have come about that have kind of caused me to go, well, you know, I maybe I don't know yet. I still have questions about Mehmet Oz. Um, I've questioned him to some degree like you have, and I know you have because a lot of people just don't, they don't know whether to trust him. Because when people glad hand with Oprah Winfrey 
and have a national platform. And, and Dr. Oz, let's face it, he was a he was kind of an Oprah acolyte. He was uh, he was made famous by Oprah. He was brought into the, the scene. He's part of that that daytime TV movement, uh, which has also helped to feminize the culture to some degree. And he played into it, and he gained a dramatic audience. Now, now, can people change? Sure, hell yeah, they can change. They can change. I've always been pro-life because I was a fetus, uh, and that's part of it. And then I've also, uh, you know, I was adopted, and that's part of it. And then I found out that I'm, uh, you know, a product of a sexual assault. That's another part of it. So uh, as far as being pro-life, yeah, I'm, I'm pro-life, and I haven't changed my mind. Maybe Mehmet Oz has. I'm not sure. Maybe Mehmet Oz has changed a few things. I know that Donald Trump has. I know that in 1999, Donald Trump said that he was pro-choice. I'm not meaning to exclusively defend Mehmet Oz. I'm just saying that sometimes people do change. Now, if it's a Democrat who says they change, uh, chances are, unless they've switched parties, they're lying about it. Because that's what Democrats do. They will say anything to get elected. They will say anything to get elected. And then when the election happens, they leave money on the dresser and they leave. That's what they do. This is an example. And this is not a, uh, a Democrat. This is Lindsey Graham. I do not um, trust Lindsey Graham as far as I could throw him, as my dad used to say. Lindsey Graham is another swamp dweller. He's been there forever. Uh, he's been in an office a very long time, and there's still a lot of things that are very broken. Okay? He was recorded on January the 6th discussing his hopes that incoming President Joe Biden would calm the tensions... He said, how can you be mad at Joe Biden? He said by supporting and putting our support behind Joe Biden, we would actually come out of this thing stronger. Lindsey Graham said these things. And to me, this says he has no freaking clue what you knew when Joe Biden was running. And he's willing to put aside your constituency and the well-being of the country for glad-handing with Joe Biden, one of his colleagues, for years. That's what it says to me. And now he's saying that he was wrong. Well, you know what, Lindsey Graham? Uh, No. You know the only people who are wrong were the people who have been voting you for so long. Here's an exchange last night. With, uh, with Lindsey Graham on Fox. The best person to have. Do you really believe that? I, I was wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I've known Joe. We knew this. We knew that Joe Biden would be the wrong choice. We knew it. We were screaming it. We were screaming, Joe Biden cannot be the president of the United States. Joe Biden stayed in his basement. Joe Biden and his uh, Democrat machine, I believe, and it's my constitutionally protected First Amendment right to believe, to have an opinion that the election was stolen by a cabal of Democrat operatives, the mainstream media, and big social media. And it appears that Lindsey Graham was down with it. Go for 30 years. He's a nice guy, but he's been a disaster. I don't care how nice a guy he was. As president. You know, this was literally happening on the day of January the 6th, and I was hoping that President Biden could bring us together. Common sense tells you you want the president to be successful. Common sense would say that there's no way he could ever and would ever bring the country together. But not only has he failed to bring us together, he has made us less safe. He's ruined our economy. And you are one of the people who is responsible for it, Lindsay. 
all the bad guys are, are moving around the world. They didn't do this on Trump's watch because they're afraid of it. Then why did you talk so badly about Trump on so many occasions? Nobody. Why did you not support him on January the 6th? Why didn't you say, let's give it 24 hours, let's analyze the evidence, then we can vote? If you're still buying abroad and at home is policy. Why haven't you said anything about Ashley Babbitt? Why in the hell haven't you said anything about the prisoners who have been jailed uh, from January the 6th who were let into the Capitol and did not cause an insurrection? The FBI said it wasn't an insurrection. Or failing. So, yes, I would have loved him to be successful, but the truth of the matter is he has not been. It's now time to pick a new president. That comes in 2020. It's too late for you. We are done with you, Lindsey Graham. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.